Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hey, it's Molly McAleer, and you are listening to season four of Mother May I Sleep With podcast. Welcome to Mother May I Sleep With podcast. I'm Molly McAleer. We talked about this probably in the intro. I forget what the intro is for this. We're on season four. I don't care. Uh, Desi Jettigan, hi. Welcome to the show. We're doing Wise Gal, a movie that you picked. Right. Um, you said you want to do a true crime movie and I was like, okay, let me look at the true crimes. And I've been a little bit more discriminating because I know the true crimes are really like juicy. We all want to do them. Um, so I sent out Sinister Minister and Uh Wise Gal and it was a reluctant Wise Gal for me because I hate this movie's name so much. And I was like, you know, I started to watch maybe the first 20 minutes of Sinister Minister and then you texted me and we're like we're doing Wise Gal right and I was like okay yeah like <laughs> let's take the pace change I'll like run with that but then I did all of my um, Wise Gal research in one day which is rare for me and I think this is like probably the most lit movie I've seen in a long time um, you asked a question right when we were starting which is Lifetime Presents in, associ- in association with Stars Media Um, does that mean it's more elevated? Yes. (laughs) Well, like I feel that a lot of the movies that were originally NBC movies, um, or yeah, NBC movies usually that ran on lifetime, like the Tory spelling, like real goodness, death of a cheerleader. Um, like all those, I think NBC was always the raunchy, like network during that era for like movies. Like you could watch a Jonathan Taylor Thomas movie on ABC. And then on NBC, it'd be like the adult teen thing that you weren't supposed to watch. Yeah. I think that's why I always liked NBC the best as a kid. Truly. Like, <laughs> yeah. Truly. It had and sort also of more Fox. sexual and like adult situations. Yeah. If I was at the babysitter's house, it would be like Fox NBC only. Yeah. For sure. I wanted something in the rating up top that let me know adult situations were happening. Oh, yeah. For sure. Well, thank God for that. That was introduced when we were like in, I was in maybe middle school when it was like TVMA. Like right. When that came out. Yeah. So and if you saw sex, that was great. But even adult situations, you're like, maybe. Yeah, and that was also, like, enforced within a year. Like, only the first year. I never knew any parent that was like, no, 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 no. No. Well, I certainly certainly never had any parent I love that. You were running free. I was. um, You know, I wish you had an Alyssa Milano type in your life. Now, (laughs) wise gal you brought me into, I I, I will say, so when Lifetime Presents with Star Media, just to, Star's Media, just to, like, recap – I think that probably, I don't really know how this happened. I feel like this was like probably, God, I mean, she's so heavily affiliated with like CAA, right? Stars. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Like, I have I'm not no kidding. idea. Well, I'm thinking on the packaging for this. Like, oh, how did right, right, do right. Stars do Lifetime? That makes no sense, right? It was a 2008 movie, so I guess she wasn't probably like, you know. It was post-charmed. 
This right? is yeah, she's a huge star at this point. There's no reason why she wouldn't be doing this movie. She absolutely is like the honorary Marissa Tomei, as we were sort of talking about right. a little bit today. I mean, I believe she signed on for a Stars movie. Right. We yes. want that for her. Yeah. Um, but it wound up being a Lifetime movie, which I so appreciate because it's fabulous. It was inspired by a true story, which we knew going in. But apparently this is like a pretty big case. This was like uh, linked into Donnie Brasco, which I don't know much about. Um, but apparently he was like a real life sort of inside Undercover, job guy, right? Yeah. yeah. So he's like all, he's all in this. We don't really know. I mean, I'm trying to find a picture of her, but I, think I she looked was it up because you told me that someone said she was hotter than Alyssa Milano. Yeah. That's I was like, well, like, this I have to see. This is the IMDb <laughs> I love that standard. Okay. So let's do, well, I, I honestly thought that was like, that was my first move as well. Cause I was like, okay. We all assume that someone prettier than us will get cast as our our leader, or right. whatever. Um, but hold on, I looked so. it up and all I saw was like some video game called Wise Gal, mm. and it was, I don't think it was her though. No, it wasn't her. So no. it said based on the true story of Patty uh, Malcaroni. Yeah. Why am I not remembering her last name <laughs> it right now? It is something like Malcaroni. Yeah, it looks different. Like on. On this, maybe it's Malcaroni and we were doing a different thing in the movie. But it says the movie was directed by her son, Anthony, who plays Uncle Tito. Right. So this is a real That's family an affair. Tid- and, and also, like, our hero, I guess, in a weird way, even though we never really see him as an adult, is our... Narrator. Is our... Yeah, our mm-hmm. ingenue's son. Um, so our... Character, uh, the character of Bones, uh, was based on FBI agent Joseph Pistone, aka Donnie Brasco. Pistone also directed and served as a collaborator for the film. Okay. Um, this is like a lot of legwork. Okay. The real Patty Montanari hadn't, Montanari is the, <laughs> whoever, whoever, uh, yeah, you can submit your own facts. The real Patty Montanari uh, was a knockout, and he said even Alyssa Milano had nothing on her in the looks department. So Donnie Brasco said that about her. Wow. Rough. Um, and then the real Patty Montanari was born in 1943. She was in her mid-20s when she worked for the mob. Her son stated that she was allowed to leave the mob and live a quiet life with her sons. It's believed that she lives in New Jersey. Information on her is scarce, as her son says she does not like publicity. So... True life, though, like, yeah, this is exactly what I expect. And also, this makes a lot more sense. Right. I don't know if you know the item I'm thinking of that completely dates this movie, but there's one prop that completely dates this movie for me. I don't know. Well, we'll get to okay. it. I'm really fucking excited. So, let's get horned up. Let's get jazzed up. Wags, you horned up? Yeah, for a wise gal, you guys. Okay, so we're going to start right after Inspired by a True Story, eight seconds in to 411. My mother always says, people are not fools. Nobody chooses the devil. The devil chooses you. Come on, come on, let's talk about this. Open the door, I'll break it down. You're not going to leave me, Patty. He chose my mother the day she was born. Wise gal. <laughs> I love this opening. Oh, it's a really good movie. So we open up on Brooklyn 32 years earlier. Right the way I see it, 
He waited until Grandma Angie gave in to her enraged father and abandoned her baby on the steps of St. Peter's Cathedral. Actually, it was right after. When Grandma Angie decided to keep my mother and wasn't allowed to come home, that's when he knew my mother was ripe for the taking. All he had to do was break her spirit. Turns out, that wasn't so easy. No matter what he threw at her, she came back swinging. Grandma Angie says that's because my mother is a genius. You find her a dumpster, she'll make you a feast. Let it go. So growing a little impatient, the devil changed his strategy. This isn't a hotel, you know. I see you every night. Don't you got some place to go? Are we under arrest? No. I brought you dinner. For the first time in her life, something went right. Now, it wasn't Romeo and Juliet, but she was happy. Hey, babe. Joey was born, then me. Hi. Good? Hi. Oh, that's good. Careful. You all right? Yeah, I'm okay, babe. I'm fine. Then, he knocked her flat. <laughs> My father's cancer took two years to kill him, and all their savings. They towed the car. Do you believe it? And I couldn't even take the bus. The bus driver said to me I didn't have enough change, and I looked at him and I said, my husband just died, you can't give me a friggin' ride? That's when he showed up. This is Mr. Russo, from the funeral parlor. Ms. Montanari, we offer three packages. Deluxe, premium, and beloved. Now, try not to think of them as better or worse. Do I have to pick now? No, not at all. I'm here to make this as painless as possible. If you'd like to call me, think about it overnight, and uh, let me know tomorrow. Okay? Thanks. Oh! I'll be fine. Thank you very much. At least let me take care of your pants. Mrs. Montanari, you have enough on your plate. Uh, I'm sorry you had to come all the way down here for nothing. I just, I can't think straight right now. I understand. You loved him. He gave me a sandwich. And it was the first time anybody ever <laughs> Like, <laughs> literally my number one note. <laughs> yeah, sandwich balls. Sandwich ball always getcha. That's what I wrote, too. Like... Yeah. Her her sole memory of this is like not you know he pulled my mother and I from homelessness no. or whatever else that is really how to win a bitch's heart yeah. is with a sandwich I, I would I want a sandwich right like now like I, I remember the food I had more than the sex oh for sure yeah. yeah especially like food that or like anything that was purchased I remember it yeah.
Not because of the monetary value, but because it's like, oh, you fucking did that. Like you made that sandwich happen. That's sick. Thank you. I love, I love the scene of her proving she's a badass. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I are talking shit. I don't, um, I don't think she's as smart as we're like led to believe in this beginning here. And that occurred, occurred to me more and more throughout the film, which I hated because right. I, because they, they, they explicitly tell us what a genius she is. I constantly. thought this was like yeah. ocean. Like, she's fine. Where I was like, she's going to really like deliver right. in the back end. There's going to be some sort of big heist here. No, she's literally someone that was picked up at a train station by a cop, which by the way, should be a whole legal issue for him to marry her. Seriously. You cannot like hit on homeless girls when you're a cop. Like, absolutely not. Right. Like, especially by when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, she's food. about to get raped." Right. I exactly. didn't know they were going to get married. For sure. What is this general hospital? For sure. <laughs> especially like bringing her in with food. Like, that's all wrong. And anyway, any police officer knows you can't give food to a homeless person. Like, because then you'll get maybe sued or whatever. Like, it because you know what? You can't even if you find a kid. You can't give them yogurt. You can't give them anything right. because they could be allergic. I found like the law enforcement I've in heard. this film was definitely crossing some lines with her. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, her whole life is being handed down to the next type of worst man. Right. That's the whole story. Um, so the funeral director, Frank, um, who's we've now met, he has an eye on her. Um didn't know where this movie was going to go, really, because I didn't register. Like, all brunette guys look kind of the same to me. So when right. we open up on a scene where, like, this guy's, like, patting on her door, being like, Patty, Patty, let me in. I it, I wasn't like, oh, that's the same funeral director guy. Oh, okay. Well, I knew I the actor, know. so I knew, yeah. So I had, like, a good 15 minutes of where I was like, like, what's happening yeah. here? <laughs> so um, we hear basically at the – we're at the funeral now. Let's skip ahead to that. Um, basically, his family, the cop, the dead guy, uh, his family is like, oh, she only married him for the money. That what fucking money are they talking about? Well, you know, here's the deal. Like, when you oh, like a pension, marry maybe? a homeless person right? Um, and, like, because, like – you know, you're going to pull them off the street. And like, I, yes, I noticed right away when he passed out, mom was the first one on her feet being like, what's going on? Yeah. So mom was in the mix. Like, this is an honorable dude at this time. They have two kids together. This is not like. Right. Yeah. Yeah. People are assholes though. Yeah. People are terrible. That's true. So, um, that is one of my dreams is to like cause shit at a funeral. Right. I mean, it would be an amazing moment. So well, I was jealous. The way that like this all happened, because I was talking to myself in my head, because like, I was like, yo, I was talking to myself in my head. I was like, yo, why is he so turned on when she like bounces back at the family? Because they're like, oh, she's going to sell the ring that was my father's ring. It'll be at the pawn shop tomorrow. She's like, why don't you say it louder? She's like, maybe if you give me a good enough price, I'll throw in the pillow too. So she storms off and I'm like, why does this arouse the funeral home director? And then I was like, (laughs) you know what? I was like, this man probably sees shit all day. Because every family goes through an upset when there's a death, right? But then I'm like, fuck, like, 
you know, maybe he's not so right if he's turned on by this. This is my thought process as I'm watching this. So we see a quick scene of her in the bathroom. The bathroom has like 10 different floral wallpapers in it. I thought the same thing. I was like, this looks like a dress your grandma sews for you. And to like- that and to that <laughs> point, I want to give credit to production because normally where they would have gone with like a home goods stick on wallpaper. Yes. They found a real place where like, you know, shit was falling off the walls. So back in the funeral, like main room, um, the boys are like her two boys are playing a cup magician like a game. Monty the, type thing. Yeah. Ex- thank you. So um, basically he's like, pick the cup that the ring's under. And the kid's <laughs> like, oh, it's this one, the younger one. He's stupid. But the older one's like, the ring's in your pocket. And he's like, there you go. Not bad. And mom goes, he's not my kid for nothing. So Alyssa Milano comes in. She's full of sass. Right. Like just moments after throwing her rosary beads on the floor of the funeral home's bathroom. And I'm also thinking as a former caterer, like when he brings the three cups down, I'm like, that's a shitty move to the catering staff because we can't <laughs> reuse those cups. We just have to take them back and clean them. Well, it's his business. To- yeah, I guess. Yeah. But like, you know, I mean, yeah. is each who's getting charged for the three cups? Uh-huh. So they leave the funeral home. And the point of view when they leave the funeral home is almost as if someone else is like looking at them normally in a Lifetime movie when they do a big wide shot. Yes. It means someone else is watching them. But this is right. just like, hey, we came here with the wide shot budget. Like It's cinematic. Yeah, it's true. And by the way, this is so true. I didn't really realize it till the next scene where we see her at the grocer. And it's like that really tight shot on her head. I was like, yo, I just am not used to seeing a wide shot ever in these movies. <laughs> Unless someone's like stalking someone, like you said, or something, right? Like- right. And which brings me back to Sinister Minister and why I'm so glad you picked this because I started to tuck into Sinister Minister like, okay, here we go again. Like another movie, you know, it's like, fucking you know watch it once on vacation type movie right wise gal i would watch this every year on christmas eve yeah are you kidding me it's great after the funeral she's like mom walk the kids home i'm going to the deli so she goes to the grocer and she like pulls together some like groceries which by the way like isn't the whole point of like someone dying in your family like the whole like you get all the food from that you get like the yes you get casseroles you get Especially an Italian Italian community. (laughs) You get a lasagna. You get whatever. She has nothing like that. So she goes to the local deli. She's like stacking up onions and tomatoes and all sorts of bullshit. And um, the grocer tells her, you know, it'll be 25 bucks. And she goes, I'll pay you at the end of the week. And he's like, listen, I'm so sorry. Word gets around here really fast where I'm like, that was either overly confident of her to assume, you know what? Fuck, you know, Mr. Cielo or whatever his name is. Yeah. That's not right. That's from Manson Mysteries or Manson Murders. But like it's uh yeah, he's like he whatever. So then he's like, yo, we can't do this. Word gets around, take care. So then she goes out without anything. And I'm like, yo, her husband just died five minutes ago. We all know this. Like, send her out with some carrots or something, like, as a favor to the family. Like not even some like things they can't sell anymore or just be like fully fuck off like fully fuck off so um she walks out and she's all like defeated emotionally i felt so bad i hate seeing a single mother struggle it's like the worst thing in the world to me so outside there's a guy trying to fit a box into his trunk let's play 745 to 855 hey 
him sideways. I knew that. <laughs> hey, I got your cigarettes. I didn't want to bring them by the house while with Dante being sick and all. Yeah, I quit. Right, cancer. I'm such a dope. Oh, that and I'm uh, broke. Hey, come here. Come on. No, come what on, are you take doing? This. Let me Don't insult me, please, please. All right. Not for nothing. Come work for me. Nah, I can't break the law. But think of it as a public service. All those taxes. How are we supposed to smoke, huh? Hey, Patty, you doing Jimmy's route? Hey, yeah, I am. Huh. All right. All right. You know what? Give me one of those. I thought you quit. I just changed my mind. All right. Oh, thanks, man. No worries. Take care. Okay, so the new gig is that she's moving cartons. Yeah. And this is some good money. Like when I I first moved to LA, like you could buy a carton of cigarettes at Costco for $20. A carton is 10 packs. So like that was some like, that was some good, like I'm saving, you know, uh, two thirds money back then. But I remember back in the day, like, so we, I grew up in Massachusetts, tax free New Hampshire. You could drive to New Hampshire, get six tax-free and right, then people sell would them. drive and then uh-huh and then you sell them the high school kids you know 20 bucks a pack right keep them in a trash bag so that was very that what they're doing here is very much what happens like with sigs however what we now know is that this is in brooklyn i don't really know what the logistics of this is i guess they're getting them in tax-free toronto and bringing them down but they're moving sigs yeah um which I fucking love. Like, yeah. that is a great job for me, like, in this movie. <laughs> like, I'm just like, you it's know what? It's a why? believable low-level crime that she would do, it's right? Like so likable. It's so realistic. It's like, I'm a single mom fucking, you know, shilling cartons of cigs. Like, I don't mean to get this guy addicted again, but, you know, what can I do? She's trying to get Christmas for her kids. Now, and by the way, that's the best line where she's like, Fuck off. We'll hear this later. She's like, fuck off. I'm trying to get Christmas presents for my kids. We open this scene up when she runs into him. She's like, put the, you know, put the box sideways. He's like, hey, I got those cigarettes for you. And she's like, no, no, no. I gave up because my my husband. And I couldn't remember. Did her husband's cancer like go on for two years or two months? Because either oh, it way. it was two years. Yeah. Either way. Like how long ago did she send him out for sex? Because, like, he's oh. like, oh, I got your cigs. And she's like, I can't have cigs in my house. Like, I thought it was more like, here's, my, like, some people bring food. I was going to bring you cigarettes. Oh, no, no, no. He's like, I got your cigs for, like, he, like, he just oh. finished his run. What the hell? Which, you know, honey, these are the holes we live for in, right. these, in this movies. Okay, so then we see her after her whole selling montage, which is amazing. And I do recommend you watch that. Um, her boss, Jimmy, which this whole movie is full of, like, Italian white guys with dark hair. Yes. Like, I can't really follow their journey in terms of, like, I might get them all mixed up in any given point. I kept thinking of, um, also the names, like, reminded me, remember the guy in the news a few weeks ago, Matthew Calamari? Oh, yeah. Like oh, yeah, Trump Matthew guy. Calamari. Yeah. <laughs> I, kept think- I kept thinking of it because all the names are borderline like that. Like, 
Oh, when was that? Oh, that was from um the uh the hearing where he was like, oh, my friend Matthew Collins. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, I remember what you're talking about. And I literally could not. No one could believe that was a real name. Right. And when you're hearing the names in this movie, sometimes it's I like know. they might as well just be saying Matthew Calamari. <laughs> And like, by the way, it's so upsetting too, because like, it's the squeeze and the Matthew Calamari's of it all that like really take all of the weight out of a lot of the situations, like the whole Kavanaugh thing where it was like, my friend Squee, and it's like, (laughs) and like, there was two different spellings out there, and S-Q-U-I-I, which is the one they used, I have questions about that, like I have, yeah, there's, I have questions about that, so. I'll get hung up on those details too, and it's like, why? Right? Well, no, because it's like, names are so hard to organically come up with. Right, because we both write, and I think names for me are always, like, they always sound fake. I get so caught up on it, I'm like, oh my god, well, who would be named Kathy? Like, I'm literally like, well, like, what, like, what average woman would ever be named Kathy? Like, that's so not who she is. And then, like, someone comes out with Matthew Calamari, IRL, and I'm like, oh, okay, I've been beating myself up in a room for fucking nothing. So, anyway, um, she winds up doing very well. Jimmy's like, I should have known with a, you know, a face like yours, we're going to do double our business. And then all of a sudden, Frank, I'm now realize, I'm like, oh, white guy number three. No, it's actually Frank from all those scenes previously right um he's like come on double like this girl's got it so he basically is like jimmy run away now and he says to her like you should not be doing this like you don't need to sell cigs like this is low level illegal bullshit why don't i give you a job at the funeral home and she's like no thank you which i respect yeah i mean i like don't respect being afraid to work at a funeral home and like get over yourself a little bit but you know this guy has an ulterior motive. Oh, well, sure. So, that yeah. part I mean, of it, that, yeah. yeah. But it, at first I was like, this seems a little bit about you not wanting to work at a funeral home. Oh. And that I'm like, get over it. Yeah. But then I'm also like sitting here thinking to myself, this man is really like cozying up to her very quickly for someone who put her husband in the ground seven days ago. Right. And I also never really trust guys who wear suits all the time. Right. And he oh, has no, been, a, as, other than the opening, he's been in a suit all the time. Even yeah. Even when he's not at the funeral home. Right. Just walks around like that. The, um, Like the true socios are the ones that like don't wear a suit every day, but then wear them to fly. Oh. Have you, have you met that no. breed? Like this is like a special. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you're wearing like a fucking hoodie to like go on a date, but then like you wear a suit to fly. Oh, like, are you? That's crazy. I yeah. didn't know about that. Well, it's a whole like thing where it's like people are like, yeah. You back know, in we the day, we used to get dressed up for air travel. Right. And like an back in the day, yeah. like you would like fucking make out with a pilot because he brought right. 300 people to California. So she goes, no, I'm not going to take the job at the funeral home. And he goes, a lesser man might feel slighted. And he goes, and she says, a better man would think of a better way to make an impression. And then he gives her like a wreath of flowers that's like a casket wreath. Right. Like, it's Doesn't like he say clearly... something to you like, does a better man do this? <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it was like. the wreath? Like, what about this? They, this that line movie... of dialogue was so stupid. I was like, they were so proud of themselves when they wrote this, like a little clever twist. Right, right, right. Like, not really, because I still don't know what the hell that meant. Like it's a little, little bit of like a um, while you were sleeping movie in right. which we go hard into Christmas and then yes. we like peter out into then, well, you know, while you were sleeping ended post New Year's. Yes. But that said, we go really hard into the Christmas season. 
Which is like an aggressive start because I think this is, we're going to end by Easter when we start this, you know? Um, That's always the tone. But there was no Christmas music. No, no Christmas music. They spent all their money in one place. But, um, so it's Christmas morning because she had told him to fuck off, whatever. I'm getting my kids Christmas presents. So the boys, I thought they were waking up to their presents. Psych, it might be Christmas Eve. They might be one of those families that I thought it was morning too, but then we find out later it was... It's nighttime. Nighttime. And that's a whole thing. There's a lot of families that open on Christmas Eve, which I so don't relate to. I don't, I have, I've heard of like the one present. Right. On Christmas Eve. That's what we did. One like, but yeah, yeah, to open them all is insane to me. Like why? Also that Christmas was sad to me. I know she's a single mom, but coming from a single mom, I just really remember those Christmases that were lighter than the ones before. (laughs) Well, this is a woman who's afraid to take out a loan on paying for her husband's funeral. Yes. She's selling cigarettes illegally. Like I remember one Christmas where like things were weird. Like, I think it was more like going dramatically big one year and then the next year. Like to right. have that much of a recognition of your parents' ups and downs by Christmas yes. was like always like, hey, like I'd rather moderation. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, my mom got good about like, because like when you were a little kid, like it's like blow it out. Like you yes. want to like wake up to like a fucking mountain, totally. toy mountain. Well, it was like and the I, first post-divorce Christmas. Like, sure. That one was dramatically different cry cry yeah Yeah. um but then when i got much older my mom was like i'm gonna focus on one item and that really made a difference like where it was like yeah or it'd be like yeah you're getting your five disc changer bitch like that you wanted your five disc changer that you've been saving for it's she's here so um okay so she goes her this is sad. Her two boys are there. And the younger one goes like, Joey said Santa's not going to come this Christmas. And she goes, well, Santa always comes for good boys. Then there's a knock on the door and mom says, that's probably him now. Wise guy. I don't know if this is the setup for the whole fucking title of the movie, yeah. but it might be. So let's play 1122 to 1440. <laughs> the FBI's here. Miss Montanari? Yeah. Special Agent Wolford? FBI? Hi. Hi. I was hoping we could talk. Talk? Now, uh, you know, it's not, it's not really a... I mean, the, the house isn't, isn't... I don't mind. Uh, all right. Come on in. Great. Uh, just right there. To your right. Tell me again, you! Where is it? <laughs> Damn it, I'm back here! I don't know! I don't know, please. The guards, they took me in at the bar to ask me questions. When I came out, I drove away. I pulled the car over straight away. There was no suitcase. I swear on my kid's eyes, Carbine. I swear. On his eyes. You swear, dude. I swear. I need to ask you open your head up and shake. <laughs> That's enough for now. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you lying sack of... It's my boys. Thanks, Mom. So, uh... You know, shouldn't you be out celebrating? Families? Just tying up a few loose ends, really. Okay. Rich, where's the money? I can't what What am I supposed to tell Paul Mary? 
that you lost it? I don't have I got a problem with that. That's $500,000. You want me to believe that the Border Patrol got lucky? Is that what it is? It's either that or somebody tipped them off. Who tipped them off, Richie? Who tipped them off? I am afraid. And if I find out it was you, I'm going to drill a hole in your brain. I'm going to drill a hole in your heart. I'm going to drill a hole in each one of your eyes. Now, if you excuse me, I got to go open presents with my family. Bones, take him the car out back. What about the restaurant, Frank? The restaurant? You just gave it to me, right? Yeah. What do you say? Yeah. Merry Christmas, Frank. Merry Christmas, Richie. Yeah. Let's go. Uh. So, um, you know Jimmy Limo? Yeah. Because some people are saying you guys might be working together. Well, that's weird. Maybe he didn't explain some things to you, but uh, people who sell cigarettes are required to pay taxes. And not paying those taxes is a federal offense for which you can be put into prison. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Well, it's a good thing I'm not working for him then, huh? Okay. All right. Excellent. May I? Oh, oh, no, it's all right. I'm sorry. No, it's, it's all right, it's all right. Oh, I didn't really like it anyway. Hey, listen, you need to be careful, okay? He's part of the Gambino family. He works under Salvatore Palmieri. He's in the mob. Yeah. I have to say, after that drill scene, I actually thought this is already way better than Gotti. Oh, did you? I, did you watch Gotti? I didn't, but um, my favorite person on Vanderpump Rules, Lola Kent, her boyfriend Randall Emmett produced. Oh, did he? So I okay. do. I do know of Gotti that way. Also, right. wasn't Fifty Cent in it? Fifty Cent was he? I don't remember. <laughs> I think he uh, was. Yeah, I mean, I did fall asleep a few times during Gotti, but I did like it in a bad way. But this was like a better. I was like, this is a better movie than Gotti. <laughs> I mean, it's really good. <laughs> on like, the levels of mob movies, like, it's not, you know... <laughs> well, this movie hits in a lot of ways, because it's like, we get a rom-com, we get a little bit of, like, a sexy, uh, fun coming out story. That's well, when he lifts out. her, I was like, what is this, the meat cute? <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, yeah, the Frank Sinatra coming up on the Oh my god, fucking... that was such a weird... When that music... That's where they blew all the music budget. So, um, she's out the next day... Um, after this whole like convo and she's helping the guys unload the boxes from the cabs in broad daylight, which I think is very odd considering she just had a conversation with the FBI. Right. But she's a hothead. She's a hothead, but like also she's not smart. And like, this is where I start to really bump on my whole fucking VO here. That's supposed to keep me tethered. It's supposed to keep me tied to the idea that she's something that she's not. She's literally not smart. Like they say to the FBI says to her, selling cigarettes, you know, without taxes is illegal. The next day she's stacking out boxes on the sidewalk. There's cartons falling out left and right everywhere she goes. Broad daylight, by the way, this is also one of those towns that seems like it is Brooklyn, but it seems like the towns from Bridesmaids, which is like one cake shop closing, makes a whole fucking difference. So she's unloading these boxes and um, down the street, I guess one of the guys that's a Frank associate sees her spilling these cigarettes out everywhere and he comes up and he's like, hey, get these back in the car. And she's like, no, I'm doing what I do here. And he's like... Basically, she doesn't know that she's working for the mob at this point. Okay. 
I have a completely different view of this scene. Should okay. I tell you what my view is? Please. I thought that she was like, she knows he works for the mob and she's like, here's your fucking cigarettes. Like, I don't fucking care. I'm going to call everyone out to what you're fucking doing. And she's unloading the cigarettes to give him the cigarettes back in public. And that's why he starts freaking out. That's what I thought was happening. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought it was I more get- intentional. Like she was like, not caring like that she would get busted or get them in trouble. I guess I can see that, but I just don't know where she thinks the money's coming from. And then she's, yeah, okay, because you're right. She does say to Frank, she's like, oh, you called the cops on me for selling some fucking cigarettes, right? Right. right. But then she, like, gets deeper in bed with him where I'm just sort of, like... It's confusing. Yeah. And I did think when the FBI guy came, I did think it was Frank sending... I didn't think he was legit. I thought that Frank sent someone... To kind of check in or scare her. Oh, no. He's just another yeah. man on her fucking uh, right. being used pyramid. You're right. I do think that that's the case. And and I, as you explain this, I'm like, I would hate to be the stupid gal and wise gal because I feel like I am. Like, it challenged my intellect at every turn. It's very I think confusing. I, maybe, I, gave it a, I gave it a lot of credit. Yeah. It's confusing. <laughs> Well, you do feel like there was things that were filmed in the early days that are left out. Do you know what I mean? Like that we should have seen, or things that we could have like explored that would have been so much like even her relationship and her marriage. We have no idea why his family hates her. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, I only assume it's because like she was a homeless person, right? Which I mean, I think like honestly, it would take a big family to accept that as pure. I will say that maybe. For like, oh, you're an NYPD like yeah. guy, and yeah. you're hit, hitting up a, some chick in a yeah Maybe. train station. I'd be like, oh, Joey's like lost his mind. Yeah, right, right. I feel it. But that said, okay, so um, she like he basically Frank walks her down the street, and he's like, I want to talk you out of this. I want to move you in a better direction. Come work at the funeral again. No, no, no. Why don't we go to this restaurant I've just acquired? Mm-hmm. You can take over. It'll be fabulous. Now, this is like every neighborhood you've ever lived in where there's like a revolving door. This is what's happening there. Yeah. The restaurant that's just different. Yeah. Every month. It's, yeah. I always get depressed. I am those. so naive to this. I'm so dumb. I like, I'm always like, oh, some families like you know trying to make things right like i'm very naive with this and i've seen like two people flop at this in glendale in particular where i'm just like molly accept it like it's the mob but i don't want to you know the mob is more serious than any gang and i've realized that throughout this entire movie which is like people are always like hey be careful of the bloods and the crips and it's like no be careful of fucking like Italian, Irish, whatever, fucking mobs. The mobs out there, honey. Like, that's the real issue. Um, Okay. So, um, she's basically like, I'm not going to take over this restaurant if you're my boss. Like, I'm going to run this purely. Um, And he's like, okay, sure. And she's like, you know, one thing my mom always taught me was to never trust any guy that made you a promise. Next thing you know, she's running this restaurant. And this is where I feel like this could happen to me. Because, like, sometimes I'll like to run interference on someone taking advantage of me by being like, you know what? You're probably taking advantage on me. And if they're like, no, I'm not, I'm really like, okay, cool. Like, you, pro- <laughs> you probably would have been scared by that if you yeah. were like literally. 
<laughs> the fact that you denied it when I asked you. Directly, yeah, like I like fucking asked you and you denied it. So clearly, no one who's a sociopath checks would do out. That. Right, right, it checks out for me. So. But, like, this is actually the honesty of what happens in most of these Lifetimes movies. I'm just like, women are not this fucking evil. Like, we're not evil like this. We don't, I mean, I'm sure some are. There's obviously a population of female serial killers, et cetera, out there. But, like, the mob would be so polyamorous if women like we're given their due in any capacity here. Right. They want to be this poly classic, so hard. This is a classic trope though. The woman and the mob sort of I know. Uh, being the brains of the operation. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Like, they're like the heart. Like, like how she's kind of like, I'm going to make like, sure. You think I'm an idiot. I'm going right. to prove you wrong and make this the most successful. But like fucking- sell me in any other direction about right. this idea. Cause like, I fucking love this. I'm here for it. Yeah. I love it. But like, you know, so anyway, we go to this scene of Frank telling the staff that the restaurant, he's like, you know, he's, I was going to let everyone go. We're not going to let her take over. So, um, his son comes in, Mouse, and he's like, Mouse is like 20. Um, I, his age was so ambiguous to me. Right. Like, is he 16 or 22? Like, and by the way, like when he gets punched in the face later, he looks exactly like Pete Davidson. Oh, like when he gets the shit beaten out of him, eyes. he has like, well, oh, well, no, it's just like his more like the demeanor. Like he goes from being like someone who <laughs> he's like, like he lost all his confidence, right? Like Joni loves face. Chachi does yeah. sort of like, he's just like fucking done. Um, oh. which by the way, love Pete Davidson, I guess. I support everyone. So, um, I do. I, I really do, actually. I hope everyone's okay, uh, including Mouse. The staff is like, fuck you, bitch. They all like, walk out. this is a stink, uh, like a sinking ship. Like, I don't know how you, like, who you fucked to wind up here. That's like this what is this a classic one chick scene, comes I at her think, with. Where no one believes in her. So, um, you know, at this point, I think, you know, she's going to come back at her with like a rude ass line. We're going to pick up with, meanwhile, how do you pay your rent? Which, what I thought oh. was going to be a hard diss to her, but actually was a friendship uh, extension, 1834 to 2039. Well, my friends usually call me June. Okay, here's the thing. As long as you work for these good bus, you're doomed. I mean, they're going to show up one day with, you know, a truckload of hijacked cows, and all of a sudden you're running a steakhouse. The next day, shrimp. Or some other thing you never heard of and no one can eat. Maybe I should make it a bar. Well, there are 15 bars on the street. None of them have ever broken even. You have a very negative attitude. Do you know that? Well, I'm just saying that, that these psychos are the only reason this place ever stays open. Well, then I will just have to make it successful enough to run on its own. Salud. Huh. You know, the place is an armpit. Never made nobody a nickel. I say we burn it down. We give the insurance money to Paul Mary, and that's it. Yeah, well, maybe it needs a fresh pair of eyes. Come on, Frank, we owe the guy half a million bucks. This may not be the best time to launch a, what, culinary experiment, you know? You're retorted. Listen, Frank... I think maybe you're thinking with the wrong part of your body. Oh, with all due respect, I'm boss. saying, what do you want to brought in there for? Huh? I can think of a few reasons. Hey, Jimmy, I'm serious. 
And don't we all get enough trouble at home? That's true. <laughs> Point taken. Hey, no women in here. Oh. oh, no, 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 no. I'm so glad I found you. I have to show you this. You kidding? Who's oh, right, Queen? They do a show in the village. It's sold out for months. No way, that's a guy. Why would you do that to yourself? I was thinking we could have one like it. Frank, we ain't running no gay bar. The place in the village clears 10 grand a night. Whoa. Why don't we talk about this over dinner? Oh, no, oh, no. I gotta go. We ain't running no gay bar. I mean, truly, like, this is where I was like, we're, this is where the movie takes flight. Like, yes. we are going to, like, do this full, like, full My Cousin Vinny. We're going to, like, just totally go there. We're going to, like, move to a different... No. This is not where this went. But it's brilliant to think that this was her idea, especially if this movie took place, and if this is accurate to her original case, if this movie took place when it did, which is the 60s. Right. Her thinking of doing this in it was Brooklyn. revolutionary. Surely. And... Yeah. So after this scene, we see that she has a, I wrote, this is the best movie ever in my notes at this point. I was convinced. <laughs> so Patty's forgotten the boys at school as they're wa- being watched by sister Carolina. Loved sister Carolina. The nun's like pissed. This was triggering. The boys are completely shut down. I mean, I can't think of how many times I was like left at school waiting Same. and making excuses for my mom. Yeah. <laughs> The worst is when, like, the person's just, like, I'm going to give it up, like, the next hour. Like, I'm going to, like, devote to this kid. You want them to stay with you, but at the same time, when your mom comes, you don't want them to acknowledge anything weird has happened. Right, right, because then that will make it worse. Let's never talk of this again. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, no, of course. And so, um, anyway, um, she's like, I'm sorry. And the kids are like, fuck off, mom. Like, they already are over her, which yeah. is like, was painful for me to see. So she brings in Frank. Um, she has a million ideas for her drag bar. He's very impressed by her work. She's at like the bar, like basically being like mahogany floors, like blah, yeah. blah. So they don't she's scratch. She's picked all the materials, honey. So she puts on some music to show him the sound system and he asks her to dance. Um, she says she can't dance. And he's like, and then, and then he's like, come on, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, what about your wife? Um, I knew he had a wife. Right. Um, why wouldn't I have known that? But like, of course I was surprised. Um, so <laughs> she's, they go right into like really intimate slow dancing. Right. You what like the song? Um, it was just sort of like a, like you look wonderful like tonight dance. sort yeah. of vibe of that. Yeah. But still like to come in really close on the, that's like a, we're on vacation together yeah. in fucking mm-hmm. Santa Barbara, honey. Right. And this is like a nice ass hotel sort of moment. You don't really hit that up close dance with someone. So, um, a guy walks into, Oh, the grocer walks in and gives a big fruit basket to, um, to Frank basically. Um, and he says that, you know, thank you so much for like getting this restaurant going again. Hi, Mrs. Blah, blah, blah. Nice to see you. So this again, like hangs a lantern on my whole issue, which is that like her husband is, just dead there they call her by her maiden name throughout this whole movie she's mrs blah blah blah, the whole movie so that i'm like "Mm." you know i'm all about like moving on and finding love this is like literally what they have set this up to be as like an eight block 
piece of real estate that all these people are on. Yeah. And I'm like, this is really tight quarters. Like, yeah, definitely. You know, to be like... Like everything happens on that one corner. Mm-hmm. Almost. Out being seen, everyone sees all their shit. So um, basically, the grocery guy tells them that they're still having sort of a problem with guys selling drugs on the corner of his place. It's a bunch of kids. Um then he's like, he's like, oh, okay, get her, you know, don't worry about it, I got you. So Frank shoes him away, and then Frank says to Patty, yeah, it's a bunch of kids from Harlem, they take the train down here, and they sell drugs right outside at the playground. Um, and then she's like, hey, are you nervous around me? Because if you are, you know, you can walk away. She's like, no, I'm not. Interesting. <laughs> so the club, it's come along very quickly, it's opening night now, the queens start to come in, and they're very afraid, like, right away, like, it's like... One of them, it seems like the last one who like has the phys- physicality in some ways of Larry Bird, which I loved because yes. yeah, it's like the clear blonde hair yeah. and like also the least experienced and the right. other two queens in front are like basically just like, don't worry about it. Just like look at your audience and bow. Like you'll be fine. It was like a the birdcage, but like even lower level. <laughs> right. It's the throwaway line was like so sad. It was like, honey. Just look at the audience and bow, and then they come in, <laughs> right? It was like it was also like just like the town, ta- the one town car pulling up right. on opening night, as if it was like a a red carpet arrival, right? And like yes, I, okay. So wait, so <laughs> they walk in and um, they're like, you know, one of them goes, oh, there might not be an audience to bow at, and then this Italian mob goes please, you guys, there'll be a lynch mob in here. And then one goes, I hope not literally or otherwise we're going to be in trouble. <laughs> like, love a little soft trans violence in yeah. a fucking Lifetime movie. <laughs> like, this is so, by the way, 2008, like, this is on the level of FBU, uh, yeah. FBU SVU yeah. in terms of that. So the FBI agent shows up. Um, he sort of like comes to opening night to sort of like hint around the fact that things are coming to a boiling point. And she's like, like, but what are you really doing here yeah. though? And he's like, I actually have a, like another reason. I didn't even mean to like come by and spill all this tea about how they're cornering in on you guys. I have this statue for you um, that replaces the one that he broke at her house yes. when he was like, guess what? You're in the mob. Um, so that night, Jimmy, Frank, and June, they're all sitting there already to or standing there already to go. I actually thought June was Alyssa Milano because June was like at a 10. Yeah. She looked like J-Lo. She was right. killing it. Like her tits were in a gold cage. So they're all standing there and Jimmy's like, holy moly. When he sees Patty for the first time, she looks very pretty. She's in a red dress. But she looks like Kate Hudson in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Right. Except in a red dress. Like Like she's in a chignon. Yeah. Like I'm like, you're running a drag club in Brooklyn. Right. Like fucking turn it out, sis. And like June turned it out. Yeah. Like turn it out. But I guess I respect that. I would have loved if she even came in a suit. That I would have respected probably the most where I'm like – like a Madonna. You own this place, honey. Yeah. So um, she's like, I'm just going to go see the outside of this place. So she goes and she walks like outside. There's a whole line around the block. This place is about to kill it. Now let's play 2630 to 2841. And one thing I want to let you guys know is that you cannot, with your ears, understand how horny these men's are men's are when <laughs> these yeah. drag queens come out they are so horny yeah. my grandmother was calling my mother a genius before i was born i took it as a matter of fact to me she was a force of nature 
like a bolt of lightning gathering heat, waiting to strike. This was her night. Holy Mary, Mother of God. How do you breathe in that dress? The Hogambino family showed up. Benny Marino, Narsi, Fredo Rossi, Sheepshead Bay, the underboss, Vito Giordano. Hi. Hi, sweetheart. Oh, you've done good. Oh, thanks. Even the boss of bosses, Salvatore Palmieri. Who's that guy? Relax, it's Sal. They didn't know why they came, but they knew it was a mistake to stay away. <laughs> means we're ahead. You hope. Mary, my wife. Hi. Normally I wouldn't come, but this I had to see with my own eyes. Thank you. Let's go say hi to Sal, huh? Pandora's box. The box you shouldn't open unless you want to play. That's what he can't get. That's when he's at his best. <laughs> this is the best part because, like, first of all. Um, the queens are all wearing, I think, cock rings or those cock rings adorning their dresses. Something like that. It's a little like a chainmail yeah, made of cock rings. It's supposed to evoke a, a sense of your cock could be in this. But then also, like the guys are like, oh maroon, like halfway maroon. through, they're like, oh, they're girl. all standing like, up like they yes. got big boners happening. So then the best part is, so we're supposed to believe that nothing happened during this scene. Like we're. Like, you know, the guys, they do a slow clap when this ends, which is like, guys, you were probably like, you know, you were visibly creaming your pants. You're like, feeling, while these they were girls, feeling things. Why hold back the slow clap? Yeah. But then also we had this amazing moment where Frank's wife finally speaks to Alyssa Milano's character, which. And she's from the old country. Oh, she is from the old country. So can we back it up on the first of all, let's actually back it back it up. Um, at the beginning of the scene, her mom's outside of the club with her two sons. That was so sad. Her, the mom looks like a sock. Like she literally like looks like she is actually the extra that they she do where they're worse like now than when she was homeless. Chicago mom who doesn't care. Like that's like a Chicago mom in the like in a parade who doesn't care. Like that is 100% the vibe. She's wearing a broken down ass outfit. She's, you know, doesn't care about her hair. God bless. Like it's all about the kids or whatever and then the kids have the cutest fros ever that follow them throughout the entire movie um i i love the fros i actually um pulled a couple scenes with the kids specifically because i knew you loved them but also because the kids are great little actors and they're sort of my favorite type of child actor where they just don't look like they ever did anything else or (laughs) do you know what i mean well i wrote their name shia labeouf was it 
Well, it's like a Shia LaBeouf vibe. Like, okay, okay. remember, like when Shia LaBeouf showed up on Even Stevens on the right. Disney Channel, and it was yeah, like, who's was this like, a like natural? Yeah, it's like, oh, well, who would put him on a show, right? Yeah. And yeah, then I like, like that. he became, yeah, I love, I love that too. Um, it's also like, wasn't Malcolm in the Middle? Like the whole premise of that was like, this family shouldn't look like a family, yeah. right? Yeah dig that for them um and they never do that in lifetime movies ever right that must be the stars part of the family um so basically frank is holding a newspaper that he's oh wait can we talk about the old country wife sorry yeah so what do you think about her because she's much older even than frank i would say i don't i mean she just seems like pure bitter bitch to me like, right. there's no other depth to it. And I get her husband probably fucks around a lot. But then at the same time, I'm more used to mob wives who are kind of like, that's part of the deal. Right. Do you know what I mean? Well, like, this you'll is always the part be his side it. piece. You'll never be the wife or whatever. Uh, well, okay. I agree with you. Cause like, I, yes, I was like shocked to watch Sopranos for the first time and realize that this is a show about a man who cheats on his wife. I did not know. Um, but also like, you know, Again, I have to come back to the polyamory of it all. If this had been a different system within their entire relationship structure, everyone could get it. Right. Like, these men clearly are bisexual, at the very least. They want to fuck these dancers. They're watching them. They're sexually attracted. They're loving it. The older wife, you know, she served a purpose, and she can also get some as well. Like, Alyssa Milano, she has her whole life ahead of her, too. Why aren't, why isn't everyone fucking each other? I know it's because like there's that like whole gender construct or whatever, but like, you know what? But there's also the faux like Catholicism probably too. Like, this I'm going to bring Polly like, to Italy. Okay. I'm going to do that. I think. I think how? I help. don't know. <laughs> um, if anyone wants to market that with me, um, send a text of 40404. Um, <laughs> do you remember? I'm, I'm trying to like make a merger of Catholic and Polly. Like, Calf Paul. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, there could never be. Oh, no. Like, it's, it could, no, I know. Well, okay, two things. One, okay. do you remember when you had to tweet to 40404? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and then two, I literally made two very amazing friends that I'm going to go visit in Italy when I was in Japan. Like, love them. Truly believe Amanda Knox is guilty. Oh. Yeah. And like, I get it. Like, they are so steeped in, the church is so steeped in their media. Like, can you imagine if, I mean, we do have like influenced media by religion, of course. Absolutely. Obviously. Especially for women. To believe that Amanda Knox is like guilty after all this, like, let her go. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a clear cut innocent. True. Even though she might be unlikable. I know. I agree. So um, Frank is like, hey, he's like, we got great reviews fresh off the press. He's literally holding a newspaper. Right. That like someone wrote up a review for the drag show. I believed that this was supposed to be true. Now this is where we start to go into like, when does this movie take place? Timeline issues. So he offers to take her home. She's like, no, I'm going to walk. And she walks out. And he like pulls up to her house like a moment later and he's like, hey, you drove off with my fucking coat and like you're blowing me off. What the fuck? And she's like, you know what? I thought I was working for you, not Palmieri. So she doesn't like that Palmieri, the big yeah. boss guy, is around. 
Which she's, I'm like, she's kind of annoying at this point. Like, if you haven't thought she was annoying already, because it's like, how how did she not know it was the mob? To be, like, do you know what I mean? Like, correct. And now she doesn't know Palmier Palmieri is in. Like, she just always like sort of one step behind. Right. She thinks that like she can isolate. Like, she's like, hey, I thought I was working for like you individually, mob member. Right. I didn't know I was getting into all of this. Yeah. Like, you it's know, sort of like it's on. very naive and like it, there's something sweet about it. And this is where I write like I could have fallen for this because if you, you know, this is really is like it had in a moment for me where I was just like, this movie is a lot about like what a single mom doesn't fear. Yeah. You know, yeah. because, like, everything throughout this whole movie is made on promises of, like, your kids will be okay. Yes. So you know? kind of always just hoping that that's true. Throughout, to the end, everything is, like, a leveling up on your kids will live till 18 at least. So, she comes out. So, he comes out and he's like, um, do you want to kiss me? I'm going crazy because it's all I think about all the time. And I just wrote, you just buried her husband like two weeks ago. That's all. Like, there's no timeline for this. We will find out it's much later. So they hold hands and they lean in. And this is the most frustrating kiss of all time. This kiss made me want to vomit. I know. That's how much I thought it was. Like, it sucked. They should have been so much drunker for what this kiss was. Like, this is a kiss where it's like. Gross. Like, I actually was, like, physically had, like, a reaction to how bad it was. And I was, like, no one was, like, let's redo that. Was it too insulting? Was she, like, I'm – it made me wonder, like, do these people fucking hate each other in real life? Like, did they not get along? Like, there was right. no sexual chemistry between them at all. And then this kiss happened, and it was just the worst thing I've ever seen. Like, it was, it like – It was terrible. It, so they were trying to, like, will they or won't they, like – mid kiss for us like because it was kind of like she'd like go in and like lean in a little bit and then he'd peck a little yeah. bit but then and when then, it went full force it was so fucking awkward. so the best is like they go in for this like big kiss and then she slaps him across the face and then she jumps into his arms for a kiss and i just wrote this is the most italian thing i've ever seen <laughs> like it's crazy and then she like breaks away from the kiss for just a moment she goes I just don't want him at the club every night, like regarding the right. mob boss. That was such and then, a weird moment. So I was like, so you're doing this to get your way or right? Like, it's almost like it's, it's, it's a little bit of the wifey thing where mm-hmm. it's like, can you just protect me from this? Like if I just like, you know, like it's so, it's so sad. I hate it because this is real. Y'all, like, this is actually a woman that did this, and we're supposed to think she's the wise gal. Okay. Right. Um, problems in media. So they wake up in the um, morning in with bed. the sun sort of – no, they're on a floor of a closet, it looks floor? like. Okay. Like, they look like they're so – They're is, above the, – like, the angle is, like, coming down from above them. Right. Okay. So it looks like they're almost sleeping on, like, a second-floor carpeted oh, bedroom, okay. and which is like, – I thought it was a bed with like an orange blanket i fucking hope i mean i hope and wish maybe. um but i maybe that makes the bed later on feel like that much oh, bigger of a maybe win they're on the floor because the bed would make too many like spring noises i hope like that's the that's other just thing. from they're my personal so, experience right as a child. i was gonna say like <laughs> like the floor would be quieter yeah there's a lot of like fu- every time they fuck in this house with the two young boys there i'm like come on guys like someone's gonna hear something, and also if this is the '60s, I know for sure their mattresses were like, yeah, yeah. When Oof. that would happen when I was a kid, I would go into the kitchen and slam the cabinets really yeah. loud. Like I Do was you looking have anger for something. about that? 
Um, I don't really have anger about it now, but then I was furious. It was like, I was just like looking for something. Right, 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 <laughs> like right. Slam, slam, slam until it would stop. Yeah. It was frustrating to me. It was like, come on. Right, right, right. I'm dealing with enough. Right. <laughs> As a kid with a slut for a mom, I have enough to deal with. Can right. I have a good I have a full sleep? load, like- sweetie. Okay. <laughs> Fucking, you're not the only one. Okay. So, um, but okay, so they kiss, blah blah blah, and then Vito. The next morning, Vito's out there, and they're like kissing on the stoop goodbye, which I thought was very bold. Again, yes. for people that seem to live on the same eight blocks right. of neighborhood, um, Vito's out there. He's like, "Hey, Mr. Palmieri wants you to come to the office," and he's like, "Oh, I can't come right now." And he's like, "No, not you, her." So she's like, "I got to get my kids ready for school." And then they go inside, and um, Frank's like, yo, you don't say no to Mr. Palmieri. Um, she's like, what, are they going to shoot me for making sandwiches for my kids? Um, then knock, knock, knock. I don't know. They're, I, like, want sandwiches so bad. They've talked about sandwiches. This, sam- this is a lot of sandwiches. Well, it's very Brooklyn. It's very Massachusetts. It's very, like, where I grew up. Like, you just fucking sandwiches are currency in a different way. Like, I, y'all have, like, tacos and sushi out here. I didn't see sushi till I was 21, okay? Right. Like, never saw a sushi. Yeah. One sushi. Like, this is – this sandwich <laughs> talk is something I can fucking negotiate on heavily. Yeah. I'm very into the sandwich. I won't – a sandwich so bad. So let's play 3419 to 3845. Look, just tell Vito that you're going to go. I um, just wanted to see for and I assume you know of some of what I do. Some. What do you work for me? I mean, why not, um, you know, uh, a waitress, a secretary, a nurse? Those jobs don't have perks. Who is this big shot? Ma, take the kids. And do what? Make breakfast. But her eggs are runny. Excuse me for one second, okay? Listen to me. You will eat those eggs and you will not complain. Do you hear me? But they make me sick. All right, zip it. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Nothing should come between a mother and her sons. Good, good. Um, I have some uh, business interests in Canada and I would like for you to uh, collect the dividends once a month. What kind of dividends? $500,000. I would need for you to get it across the border without anybody finding it. That sounds very dangerous. Could be. Well, in that case, wouldn't it be smarter to use someone with bigger shoulders? You know, I could also use an armored car, but that might attract a lot of attention. (laughs) (laughs) So let me get this straight. Even though we've just met, you trust me more than an armored car. Well, I was um, quite impressed what you did with that broken-down diner. And uh, I'm willing to take the risk. What if I'm not? Well, you'd be well compensated. It costs more than you could afford to replace a mother. Yeah, that's for sure. However, if you should decide to do this, 
I would guarantee you and your entire family uh, be taken care of for the rest of their lives. And believe me, I would never have asked you if I didn't think you could do it. What do you think? It's your decision. Look, I, um, I've never pushed anybody into a job that they didn't want, and I very much respect your decision. I didn't make a decision. I'll do it once, see how it feels. Then I'll make my decision. What was that? What was what? That thing you were doing with him. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking about the way you were acting with Shell, like it was a private conversation. We were making a business arrangement. What, you think you can play him? You can't play him, Patty. He's playing you. You're acting like a baby. Do you know what you have to do? You know what he asked you to do? Yes, he asked me to drive to Canada and pick up some money. Yeah, these guys are not like us, Patty. They're Sicilian. They don't work with women. You try and take the money, you're going to end up in the drink. And if not, you still got to make it past the border. So it's okay that I work for you? Look, Patty, the last guy that went up there, he lost $500,000, now he's dead. You want to go up there? Why didn't you say anything? I was looking right at you. I said to you, Frank, what do you think? Because it's not my place to say no for you. Why would I say no? The guy promised to take care of my kids for the rest of their lives. Then take this. Get that out of here. No. If you're gonna go, take it. If not, don't go. What is that one hair? Okay, we just... Oh, that one hair, I know. <laughs> I do love to focus on a one hair. It's like stuck to her cheek. Well, because that's very lifetime because it's like, listen, this is the best take we got acting-wise and we right. couldn't send anyone in. Like, we thought it would be his. That was probably his, like, close-up. <laughs> and then they cut to her and that's what they had. She's been probably flailing on her off scenes. So they're going to put you in the drink. I just deciphered that much to my chagrin. Um, they're going to fucking drown you, bitch. That's what that means. They're going to put you in the drink. Now, we're also wise, wise galling because I found... Um, I think uh, six boxes of jewel pods, that would be. Um, we got two fruit medley, a mango, uh, two cucumbers. I don't fuck with that. And then also, also a menthol. So if anyone, Sammy in particular, Sammy picked two, but also not mango. Okay. So <laughs> I did realize I'm wise gal during that last break. Okay. So I'm going to have to bump on the narrative that this woman's smart again. This is my note at the top of this. Feel very bad for her. She, I get it. Like, I actually, I really get it. Like, when you're hard up, man, you'll do anything. And she is. What is mom bringing to the table? Mom's not working at Sears. That's what I'm saying. Get mom a job at Sears. Like, she's, like, she can be legally employed right now. She's not. Well, I think she's the caretaker of the boys. No? Right, right, right. They don't like her eggs, but. It's been like, right, it's been like two, I mean, in my mind, it's been two to three weeks since the husband has died. Yeah. But she's already obviously like way into cigarette. I guess though. you kind of can tell by the kids' ages though. Sure. Right? 
And then also, okay, so then also, like, she takes this deal above his head, which I say, to me, like, okay, this is what I wrote on my notes. I said, she knows what mob bosses do until they do it to her. Yeah. I mean, she does seem to come into the situation as if she's never seen a mob movie, but I guess if it's the same Well, she's like, hey, hey. I get it. You guys are the fucking mob, okay? You're going to kill me and take all my stuff. And they're like, no, 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 man. Like, we absolutely won't. And she's like, fine. And she does, like, I I respect this about her to an extent, but, like, it's the part of me that I'm like, Molly, you will always get eaten because you declare your enemy and then they can, like, fucking, yes, wage war against you. yeah. Because you're like, oh, I'm afraid of this. Like, um, so, yeah, like, just tell the enemy all your fears, you fucking moron. Right. Yeah. So, and by the way, I don't have fucking enemies. I hate Mm-mm. this nemesis Twitter. I hate this whole thing that's going on. Every boring bitch thinks they have a nemesis. It's like, no one hates you. No one no hates you. No one has you. the time to hate someone as boring as you. And also, it's like, look in the mirror, dog. Like, if you, I, if Josh Allman said it and I, like, said to him you're right he's like if you have a net like a nemesis that doesn't hate you back like you just have a grudge and i'm like thank you yeah that's the right take but there's mad people out there that actively think they're fighting against another person at all times not just in this business or in this movie in the world they want to be hated rather than too boring to even care about either way oh it's so nice yeah to not be cared about (laughs) Yeah, but I think people want to be hated rather than just like, do you know what I mean? It's like, more, it's something at least. Yeah. But then the truth is no one even cares. Then like also be hated. Like, because it feels terrible to have people not like you. Like, it's not something that you would ever want to maintain. Oh, God, I would never. Not that I've ever been like, not that I can say like, oh, like I'm fucking, I fucked over the mob. Well, before it was Nemesis, though, it was people always being like, Shout out to all my haters. It's like, and my haters, right. <laughs> and I love the idea of like haters because it's so um, omnipresent. Like we yeah. all have fucking haters, right? Yeah. I'm a hater against myself. But a nemesis is like this person gets their rocks off specifically on like fighting against me. And it's like, whoa, that's a lot of credit. Yeah. And also a lot of like unnecessary deflection. Anyway, right. we don't need yeah. me to prove no. this point tonight. So um, – where we pick up here is my first indication that this movie doesn't take place in the 2000s. Um, okay. And it's because she's dressed in the 60s style of I'm about to take a plane or go on a trip. Right. So she comes in with the peach blazer, with the peach monochromatic. And then the one thing that I'm just like, I can't let go of it because, yes, poor people drag these around forever. In fact, I found them at the Goodwill quite frequently when I moved here. That floral suitcase I know. that she had, I was like, I know when this movie takes place. You're right. Because I completely missed that because I've bought suitcases like that very recently. Totally. Because they were like <laughs> so I abound. Think, yeah. Tw- I didn't think twice about it. Yeah. They're abundant. Like now, but like that's, yeah. To You're think right. that they would have never would put ever, that in a movie if it th- wasn't set in the 60s or whatever. To think that anyone would actually ever take stuff on a vacation in that bag is crazy. Like, the amount of clothes she fit in that was crazy. You were supposed to have a passport back then, and, like, that was... Where was I going to take you? Europe? Like, I have no idea. 
But I guess it did. So the voiceover says at this point, he says, some would say that my mom was easily bullied. But she walked in with her eyes wide open at her own free will. Um, then we see her prepping the gun in her room. She removes the bullets. We, she was been given a gun by this like mob boss to sort of go in and do shit. Um, the kids come in and they're like, how long will you be gone? And like, they're very aware of like the fact that their mom is going to go do a gig for the mafia, which I would think like is number one thing you'd want to like keep away from your kids. Just, you know, you can say mom's going to go steal money, like maybe leave out the mob aspect of it. Yeah. I don't know. Although kids probably just know. And then the mom goes, if I were you, I'd take the bullets because she's like released her bullets into an Altoids 10. So, um... We're at Toronto Harbor now. This makes a lot of sense, and I don't know why I didn't put all of this together. So they're at the harbor of Toronto. I don't know why I thought that she'd be, like, driving deep into the woods. Um, And it also makes sense that there's, like, gambling boats. Yeah. This makes the crime seem very easy to me. I could see how you'd get wrapped up in this. I was expecting a much more, like... It does seem like a crime that would tempt me. Because I was like, I could just make 10 grand right now. Yeah. And like (laughs) Orange is the New Black was like powered by a whole like love story. And even that I saw like, okay, like I could just fully have someone tell me like, oh, I need you to move 10 grand for me, let alone like my long-term lesbian lover. Like, fuck that. So I get it. So she um, boards the ferry. There's like – it seems like they're very wealthy people on this boat. Um, she comes in holding her cloth suitcase. Um, this guy directs her to an area. And then back and back and back and more and more and more. I start to get worried for her here. Um, mm-hmm. But then let's play 4105 to 4154. She's going to meet the main guys and, um, well, we'll see what song kicks up when she earns their respect. Ma che caspita è questa qua? Lei dice che l'ha mandato Palmeri a prendere la Vic. Palmeri ha detto che mandava Pari, no? Sta figlia di puttana. Cugi, dacci 100.000 di meno a sta puttana e mandala da Palmeri. E vedrai che non si farà più vedere qui. Sparisce. <laughs> okay, the puttana part, I understood. It's not very nice. You kiss your mother with that mouth? I also think you said something about $400,000 instead of $500,000. You give me the $500,000 and I will let you keep your family jewels. I would love like a Missy Elliott remix to drop right now. <laughs> a little Missy Elliott respect remix for yeah. the female Dawn over here. So I will say that – do you speak Italian at all? No. They didn't at all caption this Italian translation like at any point. Um, but it's pretty like understandable if you speak – or understand any Italian at all. I guess they were really relying on that because otherwise this was like an incredibly long dialogue to play of two people speaking another language. It's a lot of real estate. (laughs) Basically, they were just saying like exactly what she said, which is like, fuck this whore. We'll give her like 400,000 instead of 500, like whatever. This is like the hussy they sent up here. Um, So (laughs) I love this so much. Um, We go next to the border. Yeah. Where we see a lot of like, I guess, new Alyssa Milano or old Alyssa Milano shades. Did you watch the Insatiable series at all on Netflix? No. 
So she plays a very like southern oh, um, pageant wait. mom. Is that the the one about the fat girl? Yeah. Yeah, 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 that everyone was like mad about. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, I actually will say I enjoyed it. I was a former fat girl. I enjoyed the episodes that I watched. Like I didn't. I'm kept up with it but I would like breeze through like four or five episodes uh-huh. and I was like love this for them yeah. right um wild stories um on the uh outskirts of that whole situation anyway um so she gets stopped at the border there's this fake out where we think she's gonna get caught um then the cop just basically like goes through the back of the trunk sees that she has like her shitty suitcase with like all these like weird cotton tops shoved into it And then, like, all these toys that she was there to buy her boys tax-free or with, like, the break or whatever. And it's all junk. Like, all the shit she bought her kids, it's, like, a weird stack of Easter bunnies. Yeah, what the fuck was the bunnies? There was a bag of fucking bunnies for two boys. That's the type of scene I love um, in any type of movie where someone who thinks they're very charming, like a woman, doesn't get doesn't charm the person right. I like seeing that because she's it. like oh honey she's like I gotta get home to my kids and he like goes through all of her shit in the back yeah, he's like pop the trunk it's ma'am. all stuff that looks <laughs> like the front of KB toys do you remember KB also, toys yeah also like that was sort of it doesn't really look 60s to me it looked like cheap 90s shit correct like, yeah. like it all looks like fucking like um, rocket launchers and like just like if you put it in water it might turn neon right, sort of stuff right, right, right. so then he goes um Comes up to the front and he goes, you did good. And she's like, whoo, I told you the exchange rate is very favorable. Now I must get going. And like, I don't know where she Wait, Didn't she say something? She's from. like, I got to go. My kids are like. I well, that make- was like her old thing at the beginning when he's like, hey, he's like, can you uh, pop your trunk? She's like, can we just skip that? I got to go. My kids. I'm like, you're telling border like you want to skip can that. We just skip that. But like, I do guess like for this part of. You know, the kids I knew that grew up in Buffalo or whatever, they'd be like, whatever, we cross the border all the time. Yeah, come on. Maybe for them, that is normal life. That is really crazy to think about, though, is like, like living in a place in America where you drive to Canada or Mexico or whatever for everyday work. Like you yeah, drive in yeah, and yeah, out yeah. of a country every yeah. day. There's mad people that do that. Um, that's a lot. So she gets home to the house um, which feels empty right away which they always do in Lifetime movies where it's like this is very um, the client list where it's like well I just fucking blew a guy for you know $50 in cash my husband has a bum knee he's a football player he's retired like I've like yeah I'm a loser this is how she sort of like comes into the house you think it's all empty that's the only way in Lifetime they know how to like signal maybe she did something wrong is a feeling of right. emptiness but then she comes home she's like cutting off all these different layers of her outfit she has money everywhere all yeah. around her body sure enough um and then she takes off her jacket um the last like little bunch of cash is tied to her very tight um and that's when she decides to go into the kitchen with all the money still strapped to her and the kids are sitting at the table um, I want to play this forty-three fifty-six to forty-five thirty-seven. What are you doing? What are you doing? Is that real? Why aren't you in school? Grandma went shopping. She went shopping. He said there was a sale. She needed to get there early. Okay, the two of you, you just wait right there. I'm gonna go change, and I'm taking you to school. Okay. 
Hey! Whoa, I go for us? I don't know. Is your name Nino? Yeah, go ahead. Come on, I'll take you. A hundred bucks says you can't beat me at school. What are you gonna do with a hundred dollars? Out of my way. <laughs> What'd you do that for? I don't know. Maybe to uh, correct the misimpression I might have left last time we were together. Which would be? That I was a small-minded, old-fashioned, jealous sort of person who could underestimate the capabilities of the woman he loves. I don't think she came to that conclusion. She didn't? No. I think she was just really happy you were here when she got home. Come on, get on. Get on. We gotta beat these kids. All right, all right. That's it. That's it. Watch your feet. We're coming, fellas. Okay, they're at the corner of uh, Flatbush and Lennox. So they're like deep in the heart of like fucking Brooklyn right now. I this guess, scene right? is this. She looks so stupid like E.T. on the bike. Like <laughs> what? So she's like for everyone at home who's just uh, hearing about this. She's riding a bike with him. Like I guess she's supposed to be the, the front rider. She's not even on the handlebars though. I'm sorry. It's very <laughs> unclear where everyone physically is on this. It looks like you'd be incredibly painful for everyone's crotch. Like When you see the faraway shot, it looks like a child. Yes, absolutely. And then it's close-ups. They're probably not even on a bike. They're just on like a trolley where the wind is blowing. But then like, you know he's sitting on his balls and then like, yeah, yeah. and then like her vag is like cramped on that tiny front she's, part she's of the bike. Like, a oh, it's just fucking like, no, that is, she literally got a Dude, yeast infection I from this Never forget mama. that feeling of having that bar on your crutch. Oh, it's awful. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's no, no, such no. a like visceral reaction. Like, yes, I've been there. Yeah, and like I always wondered like why we were meant to like you know what I mean? No, yeah. actually, guys had the high bar. No, but I remember feeling. Oh yeah, like well, even the on seat, the, <laughs> the bike seat. Well, the bike is seat. But up. when you're getting towed, when you're tying someone, like, you're sitting on that bar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way, when it's slanted or up, it yeah, you're feel right. Great. I don't get like why would the guys have the bar straight across? Right, right. They right. need the space. They, if need, they fall yeah. off. Yeah. What about your nuts? Right. Like why am I? And then here I am concerned about your nuts. And like <laughs> this doesn't do anything to help the fact that I realized early on in this scene when we get back. Um, the son, the younger son, has a stuffed bunny on the table, which leads me to believe that the six bunnies in the fucking trunk are all because he's obsessed with magic, which he was taught at his father's funeral. Is this a magic thing? Wow. Why does this, or is this an uh, down the rabbit hole sort of thing? Because I can see that metaphor for a, a, you know, kind of a losery person as well. Well, let me say, when I was reading some reviews for Why is was it wise gal wise gal um mm-hmm. one of the ones for variety specifically said that they loved the scene where you got to see Alyssa milana and her bra mm. with the money strapped yes that was just the pull quote from that uh review yeah that is very <laughs> like, much he like... was using that as a selling point like i was like how old are you <laughs> like, what the fuck <laughs> no i mean like <laughs> These are the moments, though, that are, like, stuck These into are your the memory. 
<laughs> like I was surprised at the um, the image they chose. They always choose really bad. Shout out Lifetime Movie Club, but they always choose really bad like still images to represent the movie, uh-huh. like as the background yeah, of yeah, Lifetime yeah. Movie Club. So hers was like taking a carton of cigarettes out and giving it to a random. Like that was this, and I'm like. <laughs> Bitch, show her with the money all belted yeah. around. Like, you're not giving away wise gal to me with like this. Also, wise gal. Like, let's think about this for a moment because we're about to round up on going into part two. Um, fucking wise gal. So it's like wise guy. I get it. I know it can't be wise girl. That's, you know. Yeah. Diminishing her role. But <laughs> wise gal, like so unlikable. What is it about the word gal that feels so sleazy? Because it's a little condescending. Sure. Right? It's also, also when I read Joe. wise gal, it looks like I, I read it differently sometimes. I'm like, wisegal. Wisegal, yes, exactly. <laughs> like you, when you see it, you can kind of like, yeah. It's but not I never very- loved like nasty gal for that reason. I'm like, don't call me a gal. Maybe like. Gal. Yeah, it's maybe it's like old school funny pages type shit. Yeah, that's guys like, and gals. Oh, oh. So, okay. So she takes off, blah, blah, blah. We've done this. We've done, okay. He loves this woman. They're riding around the neighborhood. Um, I wrote that I'm very uncomfortable with her parading literally her new relationship around. I'm surprised because I would definitely, even if they weren't married, I would never parade a relationship <laughs> Okay, exactly. One, this is embarrassing in the first place. Yes. Two, regardless. he's married. Three, yes. she's we- like recently widowed. Like, also, like these boys are now like taking this dad on. Like, they're taking him on as a dad, sort of. Right? Yeah, that that I find inappropriate. Showing up with the bikes. Like that's sort of like the thing my mom did that I always hated, where she'd bring these guys into our lives and we had to like accept them, and then they would be gone like a month later. Right. I just think a single mom would take that into account more, but maybe it was like before you would do that. And also the other thing with the revolving like sort of door is like their weird twist on what family is. Yeah. So it's like he's showing up. He's like, we're family now. I bought you bikes. Like yeah, that could show up differently in any <laughs> other person. So <laughs> I got you a baguette. Um, <laughs> Uh, they broke the law, but they own the neighborhood. That's the voiceover we get when we comes back. After we've declared this relationship, we go into a little bit of a flash forward. Let's play 4612 to 4832. This is where we see, like, where they are now. Six years later, and my mother was as tight with the mob as if she were a made guy. She was involved in loan sharking and ran crap games all over Brooklyn. Between the nightclub and her collections in Canada, she earned enough money to move us from an apartment on Flatbush Avenue to a townhouse in Prospect Park and helped Frank pay off the half million south of Mary. Where's that parmesan? But it wasn't for power or money. The reason she did it was family. A bigger, more devoted family than she had ever known. (laughs) These guys showed up for everything. Uncle Al, Uncle Tito, Uncle Jimmy, Uncle Bones, Uncle Carmine. Not so fast. This is for college. Home in an hour. And that was just the immediate family. There was also Eddie and Mikey, Jackie and Vic, but even the cops. So many guys on the take, it made you wonder who wasn't. Breaking the law was just the price they all paid to be part of things. Hey, Cuddy. You uh, see gold cufflink anywhere? No, sorry. Hey, Frank. Uh, my wife is gonna slip my throat. <laughs> I'll keep my eye out. All right. 
hide you. Sorry we're late. Someone forgot a present, so I said we wouldn't show up empty-handed. Oh, you're sweet. Thank you. Joey, take this, put this on the table. Daddy. How you doing? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I need a drink. That's all right. Come on. Now, now I'm a coat rack. Yeah, oh, what's going on with the wig? Uh, she got a third street. Oh. Hey, listen, uh, here's a little something from the door. Oh, Sal. Oh, Patty. Come on, he's like a son to me. Buy him a car. First he goes to college. Oh, he doesn't need college. He's got me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something. if I was a little less honorable, uh, I'd have taken Frank out the first day I laid eyes on you. If you were a more honorable guy, hey, be nice, okay? Relax, take a breath, and get the look off your face. Look, Sal. Be nice, tough guy. I apologize, Sal. All right. All right, enough about honor. Just go something. make a plate. You take this for me. Okay. Thank you for coming, Sal. Okay. So. Mm. <laughs> I really like this scene. You love moving on up. So I do. I love this scene, too. This is beautiful. I think you just touched on something really crucial during the June introduction that I didn't really like. It didn't really occur to me. And it could be a very lifetimey thing, which is like they couldn't afford to like really do her hair. So they made her wearing wigs a part of her character. Yeah. So that she could have that upgrade. Is that obvious or? Yeah, because there wasn't really an explanation for it. Right, but did that occur to you that why her character started wearing wigs? No, that didn't occur to me. Okay. Uh, there's I'm a lot going on in this scene. the wisest gal, okay? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm I, Alyssa Milano wise. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I like that scene. I did Shazam that song because I couldn't remember uh, what it was. It's Whitney Houston, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what it is. No, I know. But, it's hard. It's uh, hard. And then I also love that scene where someone's just like, like just the random details they try to make it an authentic scene where someone's like, "Where's the Parmigiana?" <laughs> like, oh, I love that. Like, just like these random asides. The best one that when um he was walking away, what was the one? It's either in the scene or later on. It's like um, oh no, it's later on. It's something like uh, hey, where'd you put his head or something? Like, it was literally like that obvious. No, wait, when was it? It was when. Uh, okay, we'll find it. I have it written down. So I do love that the mob has created a little family here. Yes. And, like, I also will say that, like, I don't think I was a part of a mob. I'm Irish. Like, no. and I don't think I was part of the Irish mob for sure. But, like, I will tell you that this felt very familiar to me. Yeah. All the uncles that come out, all the, you know, and, like, that is the truth, is that you have uncles and aunties for fucking days when your parents are eccentric people. Right. Like, you've got, you know, so-and-so's auntie this, so-and-so's uncle that. And so this is this didn't feel unfamiliar to me, people showing up with the checks. Also, like, I want to know, if you're Italian and you've seen this movie, how offended are you? Because all of this is, like, stuff I've seen from... Any reality show featuring an Italian per- person, like such as the showing up with the envelopes, is very right. like, um, and then always pretending like, no, you shouldn't have. But you it's shouldn't like, come have. On, it's expected. Let's sure, sure. Basically, we go into the view of the younger son saying that his older brother never bought into any of this, but he, um, he totally did. He loved all the uncles. He loved all the fanfare, everything that came with it. Um, but he couldn't see long term how it was going to affect him. So we see him roll up to Frank's son's house. Or sorry, Frank's son Mouse. Who um, is like, hey, <laughs> you shouldn't be here. And we don't really know where he is. We just know he's right. like in an alley. Yeah, he like ran around. 
Yeah, and he's like holding this like little red thing, which I also don't realize is like Uncle Carmine's cufflink or whatever the fuck it right. is, right? So he had he had swiped it. It's very like Goonies, yeah, where it's yeah. like running around with jewels, and he like, even has like that chunk hair. He is chunk, so <laughs> exactly, he's skinny chunk. So, um, there's this like it looks like an abandoned house of sorts when he gets there. He's like walking through the fence, very like he's looking for something. I thought they were all going to be doing drugs back there because we see June yeah. is like a little cokehead now. Well, and why doesn't Mouse? He should be more emphatic, I think. Right. He's kind of like, come on. Mouse is like, hey, man, you shouldn't be here. And I'm like, right. oh, he's not like, let's weed. go. Like, right, right, right. Yeah. Which he should have done. Um, maybe Mouse needed to go. Um, but anyway, he gets to the car that's there, and then Mr. Gallo, the grocer, is dead behind the car. Um, and a cop's like, freeze. And so he turns around, you see his like little, like, cute, his little freeze face was yeah, so, like, really cute. if I saw that as a cop, I'd be like, no more questions. Yeah. Like, you, you go wrong home. place, wrong time, <laughs> sweetheart. So uh, the cops talk to Patty and Frank, and they're like, why was he there? He clammed right up when, he, when we asked him. And they're like, basically, all they know is that Frank is a friend of the family. That was, yeah. What the family means in any given scene could mean a variety of things. So um, he holds out the little gem from Carmine's cufflink, and he's like, "He has this in his pocket." Of course, he didn't want to say where he got it from, but I'd like to know how he found the body. Um, seems pretty clear that um, he was a kid who picked up a cufflink and found a dead body. That's what I wrote. Like he's yeah. a kid, he picked up something fucking sparkly. So um, Frank tells him. Out in the car, he's like, never use my name with the police again. And Nino's confused because those are Frank's friends. Like, as far as he knows, those cops right. are his homies. I love that. I love this POV. The fact that, like, we get to see the cops outside of, like, what looked like is, like, I don't know what religion that is. Like, it looked like he was being, like, christened at eight. You know? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, certain yeah. Christian churches do that. <laughs> he looked like he was being, like, like christened at eight when they had this part maybe first communion but um the cops are like hey like what's up buddy so they're all like loving him so um i understand that and he tells them that like listen if you get me caught up in this i'm gonna kick your ass and then patty's like hey how'd you know about the body and he's like um how do you know like how do you like why did the body die like how did mr gallo die um and she's like you got to tell the truth you know we don't steal in this family we don't and she's like you know what you steal so she's in this like interesting place where i would really always hope to never go if i was a parent who was in the mafia right which is like i don't want to give my kid leverage to argue against me because yeah, your argument's definitely. pretty fucking paper thin yeah right like why are you saving that money for college if you're denying him all of his like basic critical thinking skills absolutely. up until this point absolutely so patty goes to the fbi she tells him that she she knows it's weird that it's coming out now, but she wants to talk her, about her kid finding the body either, the other day. Um, he knows about the incident. She asked him if he could keep an eye on things for her and make sure that he doesn't get in any trouble. And he's like, sure. And then he's like, by the way, on your way out, um, you know, the grocer, Gallo, he was a friend of yours, right? And she was like, well, he's really just like kind of my grocer. And he's like, look, he was murdered because he got into it with some kids that were selling drugs outside of the store. Right. And she's like, that's not possible because as we found out in the first scene in the restaurant, they've been dismissing these kids from quote-unquote Harlem Wait. that have been coming down with the drugs. And was this the grocer who de- denied her groceries early on? Yes. Right, okay, so she forgave him. And the one that like – 
she waved hi to you when he like threw yeah. her over the right, shoulder right, right, right. and I was like, so, love yeah. is made yeah. for me. And I'm like, fucking that's domestic abuse. <laughs> like she's getting carried that's down. That's literally my nightmares that a guy picks me up when I'm not expecting it. It's yeah. Like, How dare you? And then like, also like you're kicking and screaming, put me down. And like Frank Sinatra's blaring. And like, everyone's honestly, like, I, I, I can't breathe thinking of a guy picking me up. <laughs> it literally sends me into a tailspin. If they even come near me, like, don't you dare fucking ever pick me up. Like the last thing I need is you grunting. It's a, like with oh, the weight of it oh, all. Yeah, like yeah, I can't oh. bear it. Like I'm not a hundred pounds. Yeah, I don't there's pres- that. I'm not going to be light. Trust me. That was the other <laughs> thing too. Yeah, he picked her up. She was like a little fucking bookmark. She was like picking up a bookmark at the library. I just don't need them to like, like get their legs into it. Like, yeah, it would be too humiliating. No, I would die. <laughs> no, it was all like very like none of this would have happened if anything else about this had been different. Right. Like if he wasn't muscular, if she wasn't a fucking yeah, bookmark. I mean, that's it. Um, she's like, no, it's impossible that drugs would be coming into the community via drug dealers outside of the grocery store. Um, and he brings her over and he shows her these photos that are basically set up on the same map we see in every Lifetime movie when it comes to crime events essentially like the red lines from here to there. Um, the kid selling drugs is apparently none other than Frank's son, uh, Mouse. Um, there's pictures of him in front of everything. Obviously, this was him the whole time. They were blaming it on kids from Harlem. Um, and he says they're liars and they're killers, Patty. That's how they get by. So the FBI agent has been like, like you know, kind of like bringing her along on this the whole time. Right. I love this. That's like a very classic like mob thing where they're like, We'll do anything, but we don't sell drugs to kids. Oh, right? I love that. <laughs> That's like their their one little moralistic like I love line that. that they never cross. Right? I, I I actually like I do like I stand that rule. That's a good rule, but then there's always one motherfucker who oh, breaks it, and that causes oh, huge problems. Like literally the re- the opioid epidemic. The reason why I can't get medication for my fucking jaws because some. Like crony let some shit slip. So um, um, she bursts into, I guess, the funeral home looking for Frank because she finds out, okay, all this shit was a lie. And then this guy's like, he's upstairs in the apartment. And this was incredibly illuminating for me because I realized Frank lives in an above the funeral home apartment, much like, right. do you watch Real Housewives of New Jersey? Yes. So the Brookstone, yeah. you yeah. know, the Brookstone, yeah, yeah, yeah. like how he has the above apartment. It's very bleak the whole thing is like very bleak so she comes in she starts like basically swinging at the kid um let's play 5301 to 5413 where she's about to beat the shit out of mouse son take it easy he's a drug dealer your son selling drugs to kids in our neighborhood she's lying i saw pictures fbi surveillance of him at the grocery store pictures how'd you see they brought me in for questioning he's all over them Are you, are you selling? No. Do you hear what she just said? Yeah, I hear what she said. She's no hey, talking about. They got pictures. You understand? Yeah, we're dead. Uh, dead. <gasps> Frank. I told you. I told you to come to me. I told you. What's wrong with you? There's one thing you had to do. Just one thing is stay clean. Just one thing, stay clean. That's right. all I ever asked of you. Go. Sorry. Let him go. No. Where were you? No, Where were no. you? You're supposed Enough. to keep an eye on him. You keep telling Enough. me he's clean. Enough for now. You be quiet. How dare you come here like you got the right? It's not enough, your fancy apartment, your fancy car. My husband's seven nights a week. Get the hell out of my house. Hey. Go. Get out. 
Guys, the place on Real Housewives, New Jersey was called the Brooks or the Brownstone, not the Brookstone. <laughs> the Brookstone, we all know what that is. Okay, so we're going to uh, wrap this up before we go into part two, which hopefully will be pretty like, speedy. We're good on time, I hope. Okay, so um, basically where we're going to – this brought up a lot for me. Frank and his wife live in this above the funeral apartment. Right. Weird. Frank is still with his wife. Wasn't expecting that. His wife is incredibly familiar with how much her profile has raised in terms of wise gal. Like she's like, oh, you're rich now. That would be a whole issue for me where I'd be like, and I sit at home poor in the above the funeral she, home apartment. They don't have a very nice place. And so then here I say, did he get her involved with this at a certain point for his own financial gain? Or did he want to keep her in a financial in financial destitution and make her his mistress that way when he was saying, like, you can come work at the funeral home? Yeah. And then would he have really put his wife through? No. And don't worry, we're not going to answer any of these questions by the end of this movie, but... These are all things to consider. <laughs> Frank also wanted um, nothing more than for his son to stay clean. So does he expect that of her kids as well? Or was basically everyone thrown under the bus um, on the idea that Frank's son would be a model citizen? I was shocked when she came in and the wife came out. Like, I just assumed... I was shocked by all of it. Yeah. Like, truly. Also, when the wife's like, you get him seven days and seven nights a week. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, that's all the nights. <laughs> Right. Like you, I mean, a lot of the times it's like, you got them four. I only get three. Like, she doesn't get any nights. No. And like, well, like when we get like, as things ramp up, we'll see like how distant he is from his wife in a way that I'm like, oh my God. Well, like how many other mistresses are there out there? Because right. like, you can certainly, your time management, honey, is on point. Yeah. Like yeah. to a degree. I'm laughing because so, on the screen right now is a jar that says biscotti. <laughs> oh, honey, we're Italian biscotti. Did you not know? We got this at Home Goods. Um, okay, so we're going to wrap up part one. Okay. You guys tune into part two next week. We'll be right there. Thank you so much for listening to season four of Mother May I Sleep with Podcast. I'm Alexis Ohanian. You may know me as one of the co-founders of Reddit, but more recently, a large part of my identity is being a father to my two wonderful daughters. In my podcast, Business Dad, I'm hoping to open up the conversation about balancing careers and family. The one thing I constantly hear successful people say, without fail, is that they wish they'd spent more time with their kids. That's time no one can get back. So I decided to create Business Dad, to engage in the conversation about how we're spending our time now, providing a forum for successful dads to share their joys and challenges of being a working parent. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier. And while this podcast will talk about business and will definitely be featuring dads, I think everyone can learn something from these incredible conversations as we unpack the expectations we all have about careers, relationships, and ourselves. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.